one should keep the consumer first think what she wants to read give her that interesting content and hey if you can make it an ad for your product then that's just perfect Hi, before we get to this week's podcast, I'd like to tell you that Automated Creative are releasing a book called How to Make It in Marketing, Volume 1. It is a collection of the best marketing career advice we've had from over 200 episodes of the Shiny New Object podcast. You'll hear from some of the biggest, brightest and best names in the industry showing you, telling you how to grow your career. You can reserve yourself a copy at this URL. So get your pens out. It's bit.ly. So B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash make it in marketing. So that's bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash make it in marketing. But the make it in marketing bit is in capital letters. So bit.ly forward slash lowercase and the rest is make it in marketing uppercase. I think you should get your heads around that and enjoy. It's a great read. Hello and welcome to the Shiny New Object Podcast. My name is Tom Ollerton. I'm the founder of Automated Creative and this is a weekly podcast about the future of the marketing and advertising industries and I get to interview someone clever, famous, interesting, connected experiences, all, all of those different things and this week is absolutely no different. I'm on a call with Dipta Chaudhry who is Vice President of Marketing at Bajaj Auto. Dipto, for anyone who doesn't know who you are and what you do, could you give them a bit of background? Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me on the uh, show. Uh, I am uh, Dipto Chaudhary. I look after marketing, all the marketing functions at Bajaj Auto, which is India's one of India's largest two-wheeler and three-wheeler company. And it is the world's most valuable two-wheeler and three-wheeler company. A uh, little bit of background about what I have been doing. I have worked in multiple industries. In fact, whenever I have changed jobs, I have also changed, ended up changing industries. So I worked in CPG, newspapers, digital media, ed tech, and now automobiles. So many of my marketing roles were about setting up of systems and processes, which is a common link. And hence, I have a bias towards doing new things. Uh, towards uh, shiny new objects, if you will. And on a personal note, I'm very interested in movies and pop culture. Uh, and that has led to me a very durable hobby. And I've ended up writing some seven books on Indian cinema. No way. No way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was your first. You're, a, you're In 200 episodes, you are, you are on your own in that uh, qualification. So congratulations. <laughs> Send the links over. I'll share them. Absolutely. My LinkedIn headline says marketing by day, movies by night. That's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, I like. I noticed that and uh, I like that. In in a world of LinkedIn BS, I thought that was very honest. I enjoyed that. So you write books. I assume that must mean that you read books, but do you read marketing books and do you have one that you can recommend? Yes, I read a lot. Uh Though Insta Reels takes up a lot of my time nowadays, <laughs> eats up a lot of my time, I should say. So I read a lot. Uh, I mean, not only marketing, uh, all sorts of books. If I have to recommend a marketing uh, book, I would recommend a very unusual book uh, called Mother Pious Lady uh, by a very popular uh, 
एडवर्टाइजिंग मार्केटिंग एंड सोशल सोशल अंडरस्टैंडिंग गुरु कल संतोष देसाई ही बेसिकली डज अ ग्रेट जॉब ऑफ डीमिस्टिफाइंग हाउ द ओल्ड इंडिया विच इज एक्चुअली लाइक ऑलमोस्ट लाइक अ कॉन्टिनेंट हाउ द how the habits and the mindsets and the, uh, how the country literally is changing so this is a book that i read some time back and i often go back and because india is so diverse i recommend it a lot to people because i feel that it's about somebody who's growing up in a large city might be missing out many nuances of the of small town uh, somebody who's been who's grown up in the northern part of india maybe completely uh, find the south of india alien and so on and so forth because india is almost like a continent right and i feel that this books gives a great insight into india's culture how the indian consumer behaves incidentally there is nothing called indian consumer it's a very diverse heterogeneous uh, group of people so in a series of uh, short essays with a lot of humor a lot of candor uh, santosh desai does a great job of demystifying india and it is a book i recommend very often and can you pull out one or two things from that book for someone who isn't going to read it he would like to get the benefit of having had read it what were the stand out points that you remember most often it talks uh, a lot about for example the indian woman customer the and how there is a very wide range of uh, uh, you know how she sees various products uh, and there is a sort of a there are certain stereotypes about the indian consumer being very price conscious the book does a great job of breaking that myth and says that actually it is value consciousness that the indian uh, and often the woman customer is looking for uh, so therefore that's often an eye opener and that you see that if you are able to create a great price value uh, equation the indian customer is willing to uh, pay a lot more than what uh, she is usually uh, given credit for uh, there are actually lots and then again you know how uh, transport is changing in india which is relevant for my current job how eating habits are changing in india uh, how did for example instant noodle a certain brand of instant noodles become extremely popular in india so those are very these very nice earthy nuggets that keep popping up throughout the book and you know more often than not you would find something very relevant for your uh, work even if it is not connected directly connected to what you do so outside of the the advice in that book what is your top marketing tip what's your silver bullet bit of marketing advice that you share with your teams or friends or connections something that i keep uh, saying a lot is that there is this quote which says that nobody reads ads people read what generally interests them and sometimes that is an ad i think this is a very important tip which i keep repeating every once in a while uh, because uh, you know we often make marketers we often make the mistake of uh, thinking that uh, 
that the entire consumer is like almost waiting for our communication they are like they will engage as it says uh, with the ad or the piece of communication or a social media copy i mean a social media post or something as intently as we probably created it so this quote i think it's by howard gosage uh, who's this uh, advertising maverick uh, it it brings one down to earth and it makes one wonder that you know uh, one shouldn't get uh, one should keep the consumer first think what she wants to read uh, give her that interesting content and hey if you can make it an ad for your product then that's just perfect i think you can replace the word ad for powerpoint slide in that uh, sentence as well <laughs> Absolutely, you just hit the nail, <laughs> the nail meat hammer kind of a thing. <laughs> This episode of the Shiny New Object podcast is brought to you in partnership with Madfest. Whether it's live in London or streamed online to the global marketing community, you can always expect a distinctive and daring blend of fast-paced content, startup innovation pitches, and unconventional entertainment from Madfest events. You'll find me causing trouble on stage, recording live versions of this podcast, and sharing a beer with the nicest and most influential people in marketing. Check it out at www.madfestlondon.com. So we're going to talk about your shiny new object, which is one we haven't had before. And I respect this. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. But your shiny new object, the youth thing represents the future of this industry is a whiteboard and marker. I know what those things are, but why is that your shiny new object? I think uh, I place a lot of uh, weightage on creativity. Uh, the the plain human creativity if i may call it that because nowadays we tend to get a a, a bit distracted by these talks about algorithms and what facebook pushes up and what google put, pushes down and we try to uh, write content as a machine would uh, perceive it as opposed to a human would perceive it so i'm a great believer of that uh, human talking to a human kind of creativity and the best way to generate that creativity is with i believe uh with a whiteboard and marker you could be alone you could be in a group uh you could keep throwing ideas at each other uh and from which those collision or merger of ideas more creative ideas uh, uh emerge and i think that what has happened in the, the last couple of years is that people are slowly realizing uh, the value of this uh, huddle around the uh, whiteboard where uh, you know you a group of people get together that human interaction uh, they throw up um, some ideas uh, brainstorm uh, reject some of them accept some of them make them bigger and then they may even go back to their respective homes and you know to execute or fine tune those ideas but i believe that when they come together and uh, you know uh, around the whiteboard marker it is that uh an old thing but it is suddenly it has suddenly become shiny and new uh when we are now re realizing the power of uh getting together and putting on one's thinking hats and doing some old fashioned brainstorming so that's lovely 
how do you know you're right? Like what's your data point? And secondly, how do you do whiteboard and pen effectively? How do you do it well? How do I know it's right? Uh, I think uh, what I realized over the last uh, few months that we have been back in office uh, without any interruptions, uh, touch, wood, touch wood for that, uh, I have realized that people are increasingly seeing a balance, that they want some alone time where they do their uninterrupted thinking, but they also value bouncing off of ideas. So I see a more animated, much more animated set of discussions, a much more, uh, uh, much higher frequency of ideas coming in, much higher frequency of ideas, uh, seeing the light of day uh, when one is around uh, a whiteboard and there are three or four people kind of discussing. So I think uh, this uh, newfound flexibility, newfound ideas, the ideas that we have taken to market uh, in the last few months or so, uh, that is my data point. That is what gives me confidence that this is something that that will keep on uh, uh, keep on giving us uh, dividends. As a leader, what I would what I would want to do is to keep this excitement fresh. Uh, I mean, keep this excitement going because. Let's say in another year's time, when the when we are slowly uh, forgetting the impact of the pandemic, we shouldn't uh, get to a position where we lose this excitement of brainstorming. So, as a leader, my challenge would be to keep uh, these ideas that people pick up this uh, marker and throw out their uh, ideas, however silly they might uh, seem at first glance. Uh, they should openly share it because something bigger and better might emerge from that. So that's my challenge as a leader so that I hope to keep this habit going. And the other half of my question is, how do you do it well? So sure, it's easy to get a whiteboard and a pen for a few quids and it's easy to get a room full of people, but it's easy to, to let the loudest voice or the highest paid person have most of the say. So what technique do you use to make that brainstorm session produce the goods? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with what you said. As it says, hippo, the highest paid person's opinion often tends to steamroll uh, uh, something else. So the what I personally do is that I... Uh, I mean, I encourage uh, the whole process with a lot of silly ideas uh, on my of my own, uh, just to keep it going, so that people kind of start realizing that if I if we don't stop this uh, Gen X guy, uh, he might uh, throw out more bad ideas, and we have to kind of stop him. Mm. So they come up with nice ideas of their own. Can you give me an example of a deliberately stupid idea that you've shared? Uh, oh, uh, uh, I. I mean, I'm now trying to struggle to remember which one of the dozens should I say without, without, well, I, I without say embarrassing because, myself. Well, because I'm, I'm a big fan of a, a stupid idea uh, from me. So um, I'm just kind of trying to work out to what lengths you go. Uh, yeah. Can I pass? Because I'm... <laughs> of course you can. Of course you can. So so, yeah, back to, so you, you said that what I hear is that you you will throw some, as you say, Gen X ideas out there just to get the ball rolling. So people kind of then chip in and say, look, <laughs> we've got to improve on this. What other yes, techniques? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What other techniques? I think uh, the other technique uh, includes a bit of a... Uh, 
using some of the new age technology etc the the fable thing called ab testing that often we reach a point where we say that okay we have only this much time and this much resource which of these two ideas should we try first and my answer to that usually is let's do both on a sort of scale down version and uh, run it both now we have enough technology uh, now to uh, kind of uh, you know try out two three different uh, ideas and test them out and figure out which works best so this is important that so that somebody who's a little maybe a little less confident about his or her thoughts uh, i mean you know by doing this one can actually uh, prove it to them that you know what you don't have to be uh, underconfident about your thoughts and because it did quite well in the real world and so what what advice would you give to someone who wants who embraces your shiny new object of, of whiteboard and marker what advice would you give to someone who thinks that actually the best ideas come from a really creative person sat on their own in the period of contemplation I would recommend having a no preconceived notion uh, as flat and or as flat a ground as possible for everyone the literal round table so it is important for everybody to give an idea sometimes what happens is that a quote unquote creative person may have many ideas in the associated areas whereas somebody who's uh, coming from a different perspective or a different function or as a view of a different business is likely to come up with a more radical thing so it's important to take that on so as non judgmental as equal a footing that you can put everybody around the table the better uh, this shiny new object works well unfortunately tipto we are at the end of the podcast but i i thoroughly enjoyed that that was a lot of fun um and i'm gonna keep an eye on your work and see if i can spot something that came from a from a, a an embarrassing gen xer or someone from the, the someone from the the periphery with a with a radical idea but if someone wants to get in touch with you about this or anything else where is the best place to do that and what kind of outreach message gets your attention uh what kind of outreach message if they can say that what interests them uh, or what connects me that interest to me that works usually the best uh i am available both on linkedin as well as on twitter uh i have a i have an unusual first name so and that is usually enough to find me on both these places i am usually talking more about movies on twitter and a little more about marketing on linkedin <laughs> as the two platforms uh demand uh <laughs> do yeah. they do they though i'm not sure i i think linkedin is going to is going to go maybe, under maybe. under a, under a change i think in the next few years i think that uh, it, i i uh, hope so i maybe it's time to do some ab testing myself to see uh whether movies worked on linkedin and marketing works on twitter <laughs> well there's a guy oh, I can't remember what oh, was he? he was a guest on the show oh uh, uh Duarte Garrido who was at coke but now he's moved and he he uses like comic books and that's his point of reference he'll like pull a page out of like a marvel comic and then about leadership or something like that and then use that as the quote and which i really like you know it shows it shows his his personality a bit but it lands the point in a different way so you know Dipto, maybe we're going to see some uh, Bollywood or Indian movie quotes to uh, to inspire the next generation of marketers. Uh, 
Okay, there are <laughs> now I have the, now I have the problem of plenty. There are earlier there were too many bad ones. Now there are too many uh, good ones. So okay, I'll go with one uh, which is uh, very. Uh, a famous quote by Shahrukh Khan who's uh, probably India's biggest star right now and for several uh, years now so he he says that uh, that every film must have an happy ending and he follows it up by saying that if the ending isn't happy it isn't the end so you know i think it's a great way of looking at life universe marketing campaigns everything that if it isn't happy it is in the end wow that's big what a wonderful way to finish the show dipto thank you so much for your time thank you thank you so much tom for having me hi just before you go i'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to write a review of the shiny new object podcast on apple podcasts or itunes whatever it's called these days or whichever podcast provider you use we're an indie podcast so it would go a long way for us if you could just share the word and give us a bit of a support on those channels that would just be fantastic if you haven't got time that's also cool and yeah if you could tell your colleagues about the podcast and also if possible don't forget to subscribe and i'd love to hear your feedback uh, uh, if you'd like to speak on the podcast or be a guest or you think I'm asking the wrong questions, anything, I'd be super interested to hear what you think. So please email me at tom at automatedcreative.net. That's T-O-M at, uh, I'm not going to bother spelling it. Anyway, you'll work it out. Thanks so much.